This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 100. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And this is our 100th episode. Crazy. We, I've, I've just I've been anticipating this. I know that sounds a little weird or funny. I don't know. But it's just, I think it's because I heard a statistic recently on another podcast that to be like a well-established podcast, you have to pass like seven episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. And we've passed that. <laughs> yeah, a little. As you said, before, you told me earlier, there's a phrase called pod fade. We have mm-hmm. not pod faded, meaning we just kind of bowed out or right. just faded just off of into the distance. recording. There's a lot. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And, you know, this is a good time to say out of the hundred and thousand, uh, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, we so greatly appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. We have such a great community. We have the best audience ever. We really do. Just very saying. engaged, very engaged, very supportive of mm-hmm. each other. I mean, how about that peas and carrot society? Yeah. Just so amazing to see the things that the folks, that's our private Facebook group. Uh, I say private, but I mean, it's you just closed. request, yeah, it's yeah. closed, I should say. You can request uh, to be a member of that, but it's just such a great supportive group of people mm-hmm. that I think is just indicative of the type of community that we have here. So thank you so much for everybody who has stuck with us, especially if you've been with us since the beginning. Yeah. That's, that's just amazing to me. Yeah, been with us from the beginning with the incredibly scripted um, uh, podcast episodes and, and all of our our goofs and gaffs and, and goofy intros and all of the stuff we did. So <laughs> That was fun. I still can't believe some of the stuff we did. And well, rapping. It was fun. It was fun. I kind of miss doing that, but I think we just ran out of ideas. I know. Well, it was delaying us in some yeah. cases, I think. So we were, Larissa and I wanted to get creative for this particular episode. And last night we were kind of looking, we, we kind of did wait a little bit to think about what we were going to record. Actually, we're ahead. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we're recording this today, it is... May 2nd. So we're still ahead. We're this ahead is releasing. Weeks, yeah, yeah, this is releasing three weeks later. But we are very disciplined when it comes to our recording schedule. We typically record every Saturday. And we wanted to come up with something really that we haven't done in the past, but still creative and a little bit fun. And it's so cool because do you remember last night, Larissa, I said, okay, I'm going to give my brain this to think mm-hmm. about. I love doing this stuff because you know, your subconscious is always on. And so I gave I said, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to give my brain this task to think about what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And sure enough, I woke up and remember the first thing I I was like, okay, I got it. I picked up my Mm -hmm. notebook and I said, okay, so here it is. So without further ado, what we've decided to talk about today is five things that we think are important for every friend and family member of a vegetarian or vegan to know. So we put this together because we have such a supportive community and we're very fortunate that we have such a close-knit uh, group of um, supporters, I guess. And a lot of our community members do as well, but some don't. Some are, find it very challenging, whether it be because of where they're located, that there's not a lot of vegetarian or vegan options, or because maybe just people aren't as open and maybe they're kind of just 
don't think about certain things that are nice when other people are considerate about. So we decided to put this together and uh, hopefully you guys will find this uh, something pretty cool. All right, but first, I think we have, Larissa has a shout out. I do. And this is a little special one. It's, uh, this is a, an organization called Retrieving Independence. And what this group does is they train and uh, provide assistance dogs to people who need help, whether it's a physical disability or a mental disability or just anything that, that any one who needs help if they have epilepsy or in the case of someone I know how how I found out about this a friend of mine has a son with Tourette syndrome and that's what I have as well now um, you know my symptoms have diminished quite a bit over the years and oftentimes they do but they don't always and my friend's son was really in need he has seizures also and so he was really in need of a dog to help him control his Tourette syndrome uh, symptoms and alert him and his parents to seizures. And so they went through this, this organization, Retrieving Independence. And I'm just going to read you, I'm going to read you the mission from their website. And it says, uh, our mission at Retrieving Independence is to train and place highly skilled dogs with children and adults living with a disability, enhancing their lives and bringing increased independence. And their vision is to spread the understanding of the power of interdependence between man and dog, enabling self-sufficiency. We want to demonstrate that a life can be transformed far beyond the use of technology with a warm heart and a cold nose. Oh, that's so awesome. It's amazing. And I just, um, you know, I've been on their website and their Facebook page, and I've watched their videos that they have, and they... They actually use inmates, prison inmates, to train the dogs. And so the dogs, it's really fascinating, um, but the dogs actually live at the prison with these prisoners, and so they're with them constantly, and then they go through rigorous training programs, but then once the dogs are matched, before they go to their, their homes, once they are actually matched with a person with a disability, they receive special, specialized training. So, for example, the uh, my friend's son who has Tourette syndrome, his once they found they assigned their dog to them. That dog went through special training for um, certain Tourette ticks to be aware of and to learn about, and then epilepsy um, to you know to become aware of seizures and things like that. Really, really amazing, amazing work. That is so cool. So I just can't say enough about that. So their, their website is riassistancedogs.org. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, you know, I encourage you, even if you don't know anybody who needs a service dog, or if you, you know, I really encourage you to go out and take a look at their website and their Facebook page and uh, maybe show them a little support. It's just amazing what they cool. do. All right, are we ready to dive into our main topic? Let's do it. So today we are talking again about the five things that we think are important for every friend and family member of a vegetarian or vegan to know. Number one, we aren't judging you. Now, I should caveat this by saying there are judgy people in the world. And yes, there are judgy vegetarian and vegans in the world, just like with any other group, right? Mm -hmm. Certain people are just very judgmental, (laughs) very judgy. But I mean, for the most part, I think a lot of people are just kind of laid back and doing their own thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. we chose to be vegetarian for our own reasons. 
And I don't necessarily expect the world to follow those reasons. I think everybody has to come to their own realizations. Now, does that mean that I, I mean, I absolutely hope that a lot more people are going that route Mm -hmm. for the animals, because that's a big reason that you and I became vegetarians. But I'm not sitting there, you know, looking at somebody's plate and just thinking they're disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, again, that's their, that's their journey in life. And hopefully, you know, people will come to certain realizations, but I'm, probably too busy with my awesome vegetarian plate to look at yours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's why we created this podcast is to kind of um, provide a place for other people who think the way that we do to get together and communicate and, you know, talk and, and not have to worry about being judged by other people. And then in turn, not judging other people because we're just all chill and laid back and cool, right? Exactly. And and to your point about us starting the podcast, when we began this in 2013, a big driver for us was not only seeing that, you know, there was kind of this, you know, obviously that we wanted to help the animals, but that we noticed that even on vegetarian and vegan websites, there was a lot of inner judging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, uh, vegetarian shaming, like a lot of vegans that were saying, well, why are you not vegan? Why are you just vegetarian? Mm-hmm. And again, that's everybody's path. And I don't think that that's up to somebody else to decide. I think that people don't like to be lectured to. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, if somebody would have come into my face and would have been all over me about about that, I don't know that I would have been vegetarian. It might have taken me longer. I had to come to my own realizations. And I think we kind of have to respect that about each other. Right, exactly. All right, let's move into number two. Can I say it? Can I say it? You say it. All right. So fish and chicken are totally meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell you how many times I have heard that. But do you eat fish or do you eat chicken? Now, not me personally, because I, I really don't interact with that many, I guess, people who in, in that kind of situation. But I hear so many people talking about getting asked those questions. Yes. Uh, or when somebody asks me, usually what I'll just say, look, if it had parents and a face, I don't eat it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. Number three. This kind of ties to number one a little bit, but uh, so the the um, this one is yes, you can invite us to lunch and and not go to Super Salad, right? <laughs> it's just a now, gross place. Again, anyway. another caveat. I think a steakhouse or a barbecue place is not the best choice for us because we would be very limited. But there are a lot of places now, even being in South Texas where we are, that do have quite good vegetarian and vegan fare. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine invited me to a... Oh, I don't think I've told you about this, so I'm telling you now. Okay. My friend, <laughs> a friend of mine invited me to a beer and burgers festival at the towards the end of the month, and... I don't have to, I don't have to tell you who that is, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, okay. So are you going? uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, (laughs) so I'm telling you now. (laughs) Okay. All right. So toward the end, so, but I told her, I said, because the tickets were like 40 bucks and I, and I said, well, let me see if they have any vegetarian or vegan fare there. So I messaged them and they messaged me right back and they said, yeah, we'll have several booths available for vegetarians and vegans. So, yeah. So, I mean, you see, you, you can invite us. We'll, we can take care of ourselves a lot of times, but it is nice. I will say when people are thoughtful about that and consider, you know, not going to a steakhouse. Right. And well, and here's the other thing too, you know, if, if you are, 
and this is talking to friends of vegetarians and vegans, you know, if you work in an office and everybody's going out to lunch and, and uh, you've got a vegetarian or vegan or two in your, your office group, you know, ask them anyway. I mean, and they say, well, where are you going? Oh, well, we're going to you know, Jack's Steakhouse. I mean, all they'll say is, is no thanks, you know, but I appreciate you asking me. Right. That's the thing. I mean, it's, it's nice to be asked, right? Yeah, exactly. So... All and right. and on the other uh, the other kind of side of that, it pays to call or look on the website for the restaurant and check out their menu because I mean every restaurant has a website with a menu, right? So it's so easy to do that. So I mean, you as a vegetarian or vegan can very easily just go and say, okay, hold on, let me go look that up. You know, see if there's anything I can eat. If not, eh, okay, well, thanks for asking. All right, let's move into number four, and I think you can take this one. Okay. So number four is a healthy plant-based diet can provide us with all of the nutrients we need. How many times have you heard, how do you get your protein? protein? (laughs) (laughs) And that is iron or or, all of a sudden everybody becomes nutritionists, right? (laughs) Yes, I know. That's just amazing. Calcium, yeah. So it was back in episode 14 that we talked about some of our favorite vegetarian myths and we debunked those myths. And I know one of them was about not getting enough protein. Mm-hmm. And we also have talked about, we did a whole episode on dairy mm-hmm. and calcium and how you can get calcium from plants. Right. And, you know, without going into like a whole rehashing of those episodes, there are plenty of resources available, namely our two episodes and a couple of blog posts, but there are also a lot of other resources out on the web so that, you know, you can always take a minute to educate yourself or a little bit of time to educate yourself so that if people do ask you, then, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely okay to say, well, we do actually, there are plenty of ways we can get enough protein. Here's a few examples like, you know, lentils, like um, spinach, uh, things like that, or calcium for spinach, spinach for calcium. But that's, I think that's a great non-confrontational way to kind of help educate people. Quite honestly, I didn't know that until we became vegetarian. I didn't either. I thought that we'd have to take some sort of supplements or something like that. For and we did it first. Yeah. Until, yeah we, that's right. until we learned more and then we realized, hey, we're taking this stuff and we don't really need to I be. I forgot about that. Yeah. Though. Now, the other thing about this, I guess, is that just because you're a vegetarian, just because you don't eat meat or animal products if you're vegan doesn't mean you're getting all of your nutrition good point automatically because you could be like we started out junk food vegetarians and you're not going to get your nutrition from fritos and cheetos and nachos and you know i mean you have to be (laughs) and pizza don't pick on nachos and pizza i said pizza too oh that's my favorite but you have to you have to educate yourself before you can educate anybody else and so it is entirely possible to be a vegetarian and not be getting the nutrients you need. All right. Should we move into the last point here? Sure. Okay. The last point is vegetarians and vegans come in all shapes and sizes. So there are several podcasts or not podcasts, websites out there that I've seen. There's the, let's see, there's the Chubby, Chubby vegetarian. vegetarian and... I think so, there's one called Fat Gay Vegans. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's descriptive. Um, yeah. So uh, I think a lot of people think that vegetarians and vegans are naturally just sticks. Sticks, right. And sometimes like frail. I, that's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Also kind of going back to the fourth point about not getting enough nutrition, like 
frail and pale kind of and that's not true at all well, I, I am not frail and i am not pale nope nope exactly so uh, yeah that is a complete myth <laughs> right well and just look at all the vegan athletes and the yeah. vegetarian athletes i mean that just disproves that right there and then um i'm on weight watchers because i'm not frail oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but yeah it's it, it just because you're vegetarian or vegan doesn't mean that you're sickly or that you're super skinny. Yeah. And do you, well, you were talking about the vegetarian and vegan athletes. So like I'm thinking about Rich Roll, the mm-hmm. Rich Roll podcast. This guy's like an ultra marathoner. And then also there's the no meat athlete, which mm-hmm. actually when I was training for the half marathon, I was using a lot of their resources on their site to help educate myself about proper nutrition, which was awesome. I just so regret that I had to stop training for that. I know you'll get back to it one of these days once your foot is all better and your back and everything. Now that's Brendan Brazier, right? Yes, Brendan right. Brazier. And then there's uh, yeah, the Rich Roll. Roll. Yeah. And we did a podcast episode on uh, vegan um, athletes. athletes as well. So right. we'll link up to that in the show notes in case you want to revisit that. Okay, and so, just just sorry, uh, just um, just FYI, I'm not one of those athletes listed in that podcast. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, don't be surprised when you don't hear my name. All right, so those are the five things that we think are important for every friend and family member of a vegetarian or vegan to know. Are you ready to get into our recipe of the week? Yeah, you found it. You you deliver it. Okay, and then but, you can deliver it to me. You can make it and deliver it to me. That sounds good. I'll okay. do it. All right, so the recipe this week, because it is an occasion, is a vegan birthday cake. Now, this was a beautiful picture I found on on the webs on uh, on the web from thegreenforks.com. And Laura, I don't know her last name, her about pages didn't say her last name, but Laura is the creator of this blog, and she writes about how she is transitioning her family into a healthier lifestyle. So it sounded like a lot sim- very similar to our journey, where she was feeding her family and and herself a lot of kind of junky stuff. And she wasn't feeling good. And so she decided she's going to turn things around. She had two small children and really wanted to start feeding them more healthy food. Mm-hmm. And that was, so she became a vegan. And her husband, I think, was in the army. And so he was, she described him as very much a meat and potatoes type yeah. of guy. So, you know, big transition for them. The website looks cool. Lots of good pictures. But I found this one for this, this recipe for this particular occasion. And it even had a recipe for vegan buttercream icing. And guess whose birthday it is next month? Yes. Not it's mine. <laughs> it's my birthday next month. All right. That is the recipe of the week. Sweet. Moving to the quote of the week. Would you like me to share this? I would because okay. you found it. I did. And you and made it and you twisted it. I did twist it. So I found a Zig Ziglar quote. I love Zig Ziglar. He's very motivational. He's kind of He was one of these motivational speakers, just passed away in 2014, I believe. I like his name. It is. It's cool. I'm very simple. <laughs> <laughs> but his quote was, It was character that got us out of bed, commitment that moved us into action, and discipline that enabled us to follow through. I love that quote. But I twisted it a little bit because I was thinking about the podcast and what inspired us to get the podcast going. So I changed the quote to say it was passion that got us off the couch because that's really what it did, right? Mm-hmm. We used to, I used to come home from work. We would be sitting on the couch all night long until it was time to, for us to go to bed, usually eating bad stuff, until it was time to go to bed and then start, you know, start all over again. So it was passion that got us off the couch, a vision that sprung us into action, 
and commitment to that vision that keeps us going. I love that. That is so awesome. Well, I mean, I think it just describes perfectly what keeps us going. I mean, because this isn't easy and you know that. I mean, I think, you know, doing I love doing this podcast, but I do still have a full time plus job and you are working full time on this. And it takes it takes a lot to do this. It's something we're very passionate about. But sometimes it's just that commitment to the to our vision that keeps us going because it can get rough sometimes. I want to print that out and frame it and put it like on the wall here where we're podcasting. That's awesome. That would be good. Yeah. Good good motivation. Yeah. Okay, I think that does it for our episode this week. What we would re- appreciate you guys doing is heading out to our website, www.vegetarianzen.com. And I think that's forward slash 100 or it's something It's forward like slash blog forward slash... Well, you know what? It's going to be like 100. right on the front page. because It'll be cause right there. Yeah. It'll be right on the front page. So head out to episode number 100 and visit the show notes. There you'll find resources with everything we've talked about. But we'd also love to hear... What has been your favorite podcast out of the, all the 100 that we've done so far? Drop us a line there, or you can also find us on Facebook and leave us a message there. And if you're interested in joining our closed group, the Peas and Carrots Society, we'd love to have you there again. It's a very, how many folks, how many folks are we up I to there? I think we're up to almost 130 now. Nice. Yeah. Very and, nice. you know, we have a core group of people who contribute all the time and are, are always on and talking. But we have a lot of people who kind of listen and read and then will c- comment uh, as something, you know, they find something interesting or something. That well, and the beauty of that is what I love about this group is. You and I are very active in that group. I, when I come home from work, first thing I'm doing is looking on that website to see or on that page to see like, you know, who's, what people mm-hmm. are saying and stuff. But what's so great is to see when community members help community members yeah. with challenges they're facing. That is so awesome. We have such a diverse group from all over with different experiences. As Larissa and I mentioned, we have a lot of support from family and friends who are very considerate of our choices, but not everybody has that. So when you you have challenges, it's so great to be able to drop into the group and to ask a question and people can help you out. Right. Yeah. And that goes on all the time. So to find that group, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. Yeah. And again, we'd love to hear any feedback. We're looking forward to the next 100 episodes. So anything we can do to make this a better uh, experience for you, we would greatly appreciate hearing from you. Absolutely. All right. I think that wraps up episode number 100 on to 101. Okay. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.